What's good, world? It's your boy, Big Dave, and this is Word Around Town. Uh, you might have heard that deep breath when I started. Um, I definitely need to take it, because this, uh, this episode's going to be more so about me, more so about, you know, finding out who I am, what I'm about, and my mom, because, I mean, mind you, every, you know, famous rapper I loved, looked up to when I was a kid, Tupac, Biggie, whoever... They always had the song for their mom and i mean i feel like it's all genres you know any country rock whatever everybody eventually has a song for their mom and you know i want to be a rapper i want to be that but this is what i do i talk so this episode is just letting you know where i'm from where i'm at and how amazing my mom truly is so yeah this is your boy big dave and this is word around town good y'all it's your boy big dave um special episode as i said before but we're gonna get straight into it um man i'm i'm as minnesota as it gets uh definitely traveled all over the 50 states uh never been out of the country always been in usa uh but been to a bunch of states uh you know nevada california florida mississippi you name it um but never lived anywhere else beautiful places don't get me wrong but minnesota always felt like and always will feel like home my spot uh, shout out to minneapolis doing their thing but i'm a saint paul bred saint paul fed nigga to the day i die uh i love saint paul I, lo- I love the smells i love the crazy people i love everything about it um i don't really talk about where I was exactly like born and grew up, you know, till I was five, because I don't really see that as where I'm from. You know, I lived kind of in the Como area in an apartment at the time we were going through stuff, but uh, Fuller, Fuller is my block. And I mean, I mind you, once I got into high school, there was a lot of people, you know, gangbang and stuff happened like that, Fuller block, bunch of Crips and stuff. Um, but the place on Fuller where I grew up was a little bit farther down, closer by Marion if you know you're from the city you know the city shout out to marion but yeah i grew up by uh the sears that's now closed um but yeah it was the biggest sears in st paul everybody knew where it was at biggest landmark if you weren't you know good with directions and that's where i grew up when i was five years old moved into the house um it was a duplex my grandfather had the duplex it been in my family for i want to say almost 100 fucking years like my family's been in this house since been in this house um but yeah so it was a duplex he lived on the first floor and me and my mom and my sister we uh lived on the second floor and shit was shit was cool but mind you it was the early 90s so i mean unfortunately the area in which i grew up in you know crack was running rampant um you know there's crackheads everywhere there was crime people you know trying to bust in places whatever trying to get a quick dollar scheming and dreaming uh, two projects down the street, uh, Hanover Projects and the Lonnie Atkin Projects. Shout out to Hanover, shout out to Lonnie Atkins. A lot of real niggas came up out of there, still, you know, run through there. You know, shout out to them doing their thing. But uh, that was a block away. I uh, I lived in the house, everything was cool. And I remember there was always a park across the street. And 
you know, it took me a couple times to actually go over there because, you know, unfortunately, you know, I'm, I'm light-skinned, you know, golden-looking nigga. Um, but, yeah, my mom was white. And so going over to the park, it was, you know, it wasn't the best of times at first just because it was like, get out of your white boy, you know, like, you know, you can't play at the park. And it took all of that, you know, all of, you know, the bullying, whatever, to where it was like, you know what? I can either go home and I can sit in the crib, but if I do that, I'm always going to have to go home. I'm always going to have to go in the crib. Like, I'm going to have to listen to these dudes for as long as they're at the park, and that shit ain't happening. So, long story short, um, made some enemies, made some friends, but definitely did the thing to, you know, realize no matter the color of your skin, no matter what color your parents are, like, you know what I'm saying? All that matters is your heart. The size of your heart, you know what I'm saying? Because it's not the size of the dog in a fight. It's the size of the fight in the dog. But my mom, she always held it down. And, you know, me and my mom butt heads. You know, there were times where we weren't the best of friends. And she's not really a tech-savvy person. So she probably will never hear this, but I'm going to do it anyways. Because it's not about her hearing it. It's not about... Her listening to this exact podcast is about just letting you guys know how amazing my mom was. Even when her back was against the wall and, you know, going against all the odds, she still figured shit out every single day. Um, mind you, my dad, he was around, but he wasn't around till I was eight and a half. Because, unfortunately, uh, the day I came home from the hospital, uh, we were living somewhere else. Uh, the ATF kicked in the door the day I came home from the hospital and arrested my dad. And he went to uh, prison, federal prison, for, you know, being caught with over 286 grams of crack cocaine. Uh, not something I really talk about like that, but we're being honest. So I'm going to share my story with you guys. So he was gone for a good part of my early childhood, but he got out when I was eight and a half, which was a major thing. But he also had just been in federal prison for eight and a half years so he was a super not fuck around play no games type of guy and he thought I was a little soft let's be real he thought you know what I mean been raised by women for eight years my mom my sister all my aunts never been a guy around like he thought I was a little soft um and yeah we didn't always have the best days and shit was a little rocky at first but we did it You know, me and him found common ground, good days, bad days. We figured it out. Um, But before he was there, it was my mom. You know, because mind you, that was eight birthdays. Um, Eight Christmases. All types of stuff. To where, you know, we could go visit him, but he wasn't there at the crib. And nobody wants to have a birthday in a prison. Nobody wants to be at a prison for Christmas. And he understood that. And he did what he could, because my dad was in the Navy, so, you know, he got the Navy check and he helped out, even though he was at a distance, but it was my mom, my mom who was out here making sure that me and my sister had a good Christmas, making sure that, you know, I can get the best education, so that I went to a private school versus public school, you know, and my mom did that, even though she could barely afford to do that, she figured out how to do it, by herself. And it was always by herself. And that's what I love most about my mom, you know, because 
there are times and there are days when I look at her and it's like, how are you doing this? How are you acting that way? Because I've seen how strong you are. I've seen how fearless you are. I've seen how gangster and gritty you can be. And that's why I'm so gangster and gritty, you know? And it's those times that, you know, make me and my mom butt heads now or, you know, in past because it's like, I've seen how amazing you are. And, you know, you're letting your coworkers talk to you this way or, you know, you're letting this shit slide when, you know what I'm saying? Like, you's a thug. Don't let that shit slide, mama. Let them have it. But single mom paying private school tuition times two, living in St. Paul, it wasn't easy. But she made birthdays, she made sure birthdays were straight. She made sure everything was always good. And we didn't have the nicest things in the world, but what we had, we loved and we appreciated. And mind you, my dad got out when I was eight and a half. And he died when I was 16. And when he died when I was 16, my mom was still there. And she kept it together. And I mean, a lot of people know me, you know, even if you haven't met my mom, like you've heard the stories and you want to meet my mom, like she's the real deal. And right before my dad died, my mom was unfortunately given a diagnosis to where she had breast cancer. So she has breast cancer. And then nine months later, my dad dies from an aneurysm. So it's like, boom, he's gone. But she didn't let that break her. And... For a lot of people, myself included, that probably would have broke me. Like, I wouldn't have known what to do with myself or my life or how to take care of two kids, let alone whatever. Like, I just got my husband back, and then, you know, eight years later, now he's gone again. But this time, he's not going to come back again. He's gone for good. And you have cancer. And she didn't fold. You know, she didn't stumble. She... She stood two feet down in the fire with fucking gasoline pants on, and she figured it out. And my mom beat cancer. My mom beat breast cancer, and, you know, she's still doing her thing cancer-free. Fuck cancer. Um, And that's amazing. But my mom had breast cancer. Just diagnosed, getting ready for the chemo, and then her husband dies. My dad dies. Just just like that and it fucked me up I was a kid I was 16 it, it did a number on me and I know she'll never admit it but it, it affected her in ways even as a grown man I still haven't been able to understand or wrap my head around but she never let it show especially to me and my sister like she did what she had to do she paid the bills she kept stuff going and even when the cancer was kicking her ass or the chemo was making her feel like she just couldn't move she never let it beat her never let it stop her and my mom's been cancer free for years now and it's an amazing thing and I'm so proud of it and so happy for it but we just butt heads on different levels over different facts that I feel like sometimes I don't really give her the recognition I should. So that's why I'm really doing this podcast because through thick and thin, through blood and mud, through, you know, fire and ice, my mom was always there, you know, when my dad wasn't, when he couldn't be, even after he passed away, when other motherfuckers tried to come and go, you know, girlfriends, fake friends, you know, people I thought were family and weren't, my mom was always there steadfast. 
yes, my mom's super opinionated. She's a little Irish, Scottish, white lady with a little bit of Native American in her. So she says what the fuck she wants. So at times I didn't always want to hear what she said. But after I calmed down or after I grew up a little bit, I understood that even though I didn't want to hear it and I got mad that she said it, it was what I needed to hear. And I don't always follow my mom's advice. And I mean, a lot of us don't. But she gives it anyways. Even if, you know, I I snap off or I just really, you know, express how much I don't want to hear what she has to say. She says it anyways. And at the end of the day, once I, you know, regain my composure or, you know, go have time to think about it or whatever, I realize, yo, she was right. Or like, yo, she said this was going to happen and I didn't want to hear it. Look at my dumb ass. You know what I mean? Like, come on. So if you have a mom out there and she's alive, if you have a dad out there and he's alive, regardless if they're not around, regardless if they have a drug problem, a drinking problem, a gambling problem, a cheating problem, a being a fucking asshole every time you talk to them problem, tell them you love them. Tell them you appreciate everything they did for you. Because, I mean, there's a lot of people out there that have kids. But there's less people that are actual parents. You know what I mean? So, regardless of how you and your parents are now, if they're still alive and they kept, you know, a roof over your head, they fed you, they made sure your birthdays were good, thank them for that. Because as a parent of two beautiful boys myself, I mean... It's my job to make sure they're straight. It's my job to make sure their birthdays are great. Like, you don't need to thank me for that because that's my job. But as an adult growing up, I took my mom for granted. I even took my dad for granted. And I could never say enough how much I actually love my mom because I know over the years I haven't showed it enough. Definitely. So shout out to my mom, shout out to all the moms, shout out to all the dads, shout out to all the grandmas and grandpas that acted like moms, the bigger sisters, bigger brothers that acted like parents, and just let them know, even if it was a small thing, or even if they're like, bro, get the fuck out of here, like, that's what I do, you know what I'm saying, like, that's my job, let them know you appreciate it, because, unfortunately, one day, you know, they're gonna be gone and living a life with a regret is the worst thing especially when you know you could have said what you wanted to say to them you could have told them you loved them that one last time you could have even though you're arguing with them or you know you have beef over some shit that happened years ago and haven't talked like you can still reach out and just say hey whether it's you know a call a letter swinging by or even just hitting them up on facebook if they're not that close different city different state like Reach out to your loved ones, especially your parents or your parent figures, and let them know how much you love the fact that they did what they did, regardless if, you know, they had to, they were required to, they wanted to, they stepped up when somebody else didn't and did it. Let them know that that shit mattered to you, you know, because everybody got spankings, everybody got scolded, everybody got timeout, but those times when we were mad sitting in the corner in timeout or being spanked and... You know, might get mad and say it was so bad because it was with a spoon or a chancla or a fucking hanger. We hated it, and we probably wouldn't go that ham on our own kids or, you know, beat our kids with anything other than our hand if we beat our kids at all, but it made us who we are. 
it may have not been the right way or the wrong way but it helped us gain that respect a lot of younger kids now don't have it helped us you know appear to where we have home training to where you know what i'm saying we know how to compose ourselves and act fucking you know what i'm saying appropriate in public not like a damn fool and especially single dads single moms you know people that aren't in two family households it was always hard because you had to play both sides you had to be you know the good cop the bad cop the dad and the mom you had to be you know the loving mom the stern fucking mom the loving dad the stern dad and we didn't always understand it some of us still may not understand it and you know some of you are just like us to where you know you had kids early you weren't ready or you know you didn't have a dad you didn't have a mom yourself so you didn't know how to be a mom you didn't know how to be a dad but you did your damnedest you gave it your best and I as a kid who had a mom who you know parents weren't the greatest parents like you did the best you could and you did amazing stuff and I'll always love you mom I think you're amazing even if you never hear this podcast I want you to know you're an amazing person because you made sure we were straight you made sure that in the winter time the heat was on and the summertime the AC was on never skipped a meal got an amazing very expensive private school education even though you know what I'm saying Frogtown, Rice Street from the city you know what I'm saying nigga from the hood nigga from the block I was still able you know what I'm saying to leave the block and get that education and you were you know able to open all those doors for me and as a kid and as a teenager I never said thank you but I appreciate you doing that you know I got funk from kids making fun of me because the uniform whatever but down the road I appreciate that that's what I want to do for my kids and I give my mom a lot of flack about you know shit she could have done or how I think she should interact with you know my kids her grandkids or you know my sister's kids but that's not on her my mom did her job my mom's whatever like I'm a parent now I get it and you know that's what this podcast is about just recognizing change recognizing your wrongs hearing a different perspective and approaching a problem in a new way seeing things in a new light so whatever you're going through if it's with your family no matter how bad it is, try. Try and reach out. Whether somebody in your family did something bogus to you or you did something bogus as fuck to your family, try and reach out. Worst case scenario, they tell you to go fuck yourself and you're back to where you were. Try again down the road, but at least you say you tried. Because at the end of the day, if you have family members and you're mad at them and you're on a no talking basis and you're like fuck that shit if they passed away you would say to yourself like it is what it is fuck them but don't live with the regret of being able to confront them about the problem that made it is the way it is now to never get that you know fixed or worked on or talked about you know don't not reach out to your people and then they pass away and you didn't get to tell them how much they meant to you or that you loved them Or that you were mad at them for this, but, you know, had they came to you, you guys could have talked about it and got on better terms. Because that's the regret to where you'll still be able to move on with your day and you'll still be able to, you know, do for your family and go to work. But slowly by slowly, you know, 
when you're by yourself, when you're in your own thoughts, when you're having that drink. That's the shit that eats you on the inside. That's that shit. Words you could have said to somebody you loved, but you couldn't put your pride to the side, neither could they. And now as much as you talk, they'll never be able to hear it because they're no longer with us. So with that being said, do what you got to do. Reach out to your people. Let them know what they did. Let them know you appreciate what they did. Even if it was the hard way, the wrong way, it got you to where you are regardless. Think about that. Because as we are living through this pandemic, through this coronavirus, through this Trump, through all these things that are going on. If you're 25 and you don't got a lot of shit going on, be happy that you made it to 25. Because there's probably kids you went to school with that didn't. There's probably kids that you went to school with that aren't the age you are now. So appreciate the small things. Be happy that you have your life because unfortunately there are people out here that life was cut short. Whether it was bullshit, argument, you know, stray bullet, police brutality, whatever. People's lives are cut short every day and you never know if it's your time or somebody in your camp's time. So let your people know, your friends, your squad, your grandma, your family, your fucking close co-workers, people that matter to you, people that mean something to you, let them know. You don't have to fucking write them a whole telenovela or, you know, write them an essay on why they're so great, but just let them know. Check in with them. Make sure if it's your family member, if it's your grandma, if it's your mom, if it's your parent, even if you're beefing with them, even if they're asleep, you happen to be awake text them I love you just so if they wake up to it it's the first thing they see or if they're angry with you and they're about to go to bed at least they'll know that you know the love's there cause fuck all the other bullshit like your family's your family your, your camp's your camp your squad's your squad and for over half my life people came and went friends you know relatives motherfuckers that act like they was down for the cause and wasn't but my mom was my pillar and she never left she never disappeared you know at times I felt she switched up and you know at times you know I kind of got a little angry because it was like you know I feel like you're on my dad's team more than my team but you know that was her husband that was the man she waited eight and a half years to get back in her life so growing up as an adult I had to understand that and I respect that and I get that but she was always there regardless if she was you know focused on me or focused on me and my sister or focused on me my sister and my dad or just focused on my dad she was always there and she never faltered and she never faded and I blamed her for a lot of my misfortunes and fuck-ups But when I sit back and I think about it and I look at it, again, that's why I made this podcast because that shit was on me. You did the best you could with two kids in a fucked up situation and both your kids are still alive. Both your kids got all 10 fingers, all 10 toes. And now you have four beautiful grandkids because of that. So Colleen, you beautiful Scottish, Irish, Native American lady, I love you. I know we don't always seem like the best of friends, but this podcast is for you so that the world eventually will listen to this and know how amazing you are. 
people in different countries, people in different cities, people in different states will hear how amazing you are. So even if they never meet you, they'll know that somewhere in Minnesota, somewhere in them fucking double trouble Twin Cities, there's a lady that's so amazing to where you can't not talk about her. And I have the honor and pleasure to say that that's my mom. OG Loke. Big Crip homie Colleen. All bullshit aside. I love you. I wouldn't know what I'd do without you. You're literally the one thing I wish I could keep around forever. And I love my dad. But until I was eight and a half, like we visited him, but I didn't see him. You were always there. And when he came home, like, you know, I adjusted to him and it was my dad and I loved him. And I wish he was still here. And I wish there was more I could have said to him and talked to him about. And that's also why I bring up the regrets. Because unfortunately, my dad died from a brain aneurysm. And I don't talk about it a lot. Like, this is probably the most, if you listen to this podcast, this is the most you'll ever hear me talk about any type of family stuff or anything. Because I keep it to myself. Like, that's how I maintain who I am, and that's how I keep moving forward. Not healthy, but I ball it up, and I keep it on the inside. And that's how I do me. So with this podcast, I'm trying to grow and change how I do things a little bit with my, myself, about myself. But yeah, my dad, he died from a brain aneurysm. So again, just like that. But I talked to my dad on the phone. He, uh, he didn't die in the house with us. Um, I don't know if I would have wanted him to, if it would have been better or worse, or, you know, how that would have played out, or, you know, if my mom would have found him, or me and my sister. But my dad, he didn't die in our house. He uh, died at somewhere else. Um, but it was a brain aneurysm. So he literally, and he was dead. And, you know, he was found the next day, and we were notified. But... Till the day I die, I'll, I love my dad and we had our problems, but don't live your life with regret. Don't say you hate your family. Don't say you're not going to talk to them and fuck that. You ain't got nobody and cut them off completely because I butted heads with my dad because he unfortunately was struggling with an addiction uh, at the time in my life when I was 16 and I really needed a dad. I really needed that man to show me how things went and he was dropping the ball. And we got into a big argument. And the last thing my dad ever told me was that he hated me and that I was a bitch. And that as soon as he got home, he was gonna fuck me up and we was about to see what it was because I think I'm the man of the house and he's the man of the house. And the last thing I ever said to my dad was, well, come on with it. Because last time I checked, you're David Durham. And I'm David Durham too. So if I'm a bitch, if I'm a punk, if I'm whatever you called me, you must be too. But an even bigger bitch, an even bigger punk. Because I'm Lil Dave and you're Big Dave. And unfortunately, you're getting mad and you're yelling at me. But you gotta give respect to get respect. And you're not respecting me right now. And of course, he was too mad. You know, he was too. the way he was to actually hear where I was coming from so that just pissed him off even more and ah ended up passing the phone back to my mom she cooled him down she was able to talk to him but that was the last conversation I had with my dad I'll always live with the regrets of never saying the things I wanted to say or 
never you know getting all the hugs or getting all the I love yous I wanted you know get to him or you know get from him or you know hitting 17 18 19 you know having my first kid and he didn't get to see it having my second kid and he didn't get to see him either and just the fact that being a, a a man not even a black man not even a biracial mixed man just being a man at 16 and your dad dies like who do I talk to about girls who do I talk to about sex who do I talk to about fucking motherfuckers trying to jump me gang members drinking smoking drugs driving who's gonna show me how to drive mind you my dad showed me how to drive and I was driving since I was 12 you know driving to stank and lanking but story for a different day but at 16 it got to me because all the things that a lot of people take for granted like being able to come home from a date and tell their dad being able to have their dad come to the hospital and hold their you know firstborn kid I missed out on that I missed out on a lot of things because my dad died at 16 and for the rest of my life I'll have regrets because the last thing I did was argue with the one person that's not here anymore the one person that has the same name as me and that I love more than anything in this world other than my mom and my kids and instead of saying I love you instead of saying fuck all this like let's just squash this now and talk in person when I see you or you know I love you man I don't know how we got to this point he let his anger get the best of him and I let my anger get the best of me because we thought there was going to be a tomorrow we thought that there was going to be I'll see you we had no idea we we were never going to see each other again So I said that to say this, reach out to your people, let them know how much they mean to you, let them know you love them, just check in, because nothing feels better than somebody who you fuck with, just, yo, what's good, bro, like, you wanna slide, you wanna, you know what I'm saying, ain't seen you in a minute, like, let me know how things are, how's the kids, how's the family, how's life, how's work, because we never know when it's our time to go, and you don't want to have somebody you love, somebody you cherish, somebody you think the world of to die, without you being able to tell them how much they meant, how much they matter, and how much they mean to you. So that's why I did this podcast, let you guys know a little bit about me, you know what I'm saying, try and bring the honesty and the realness to the podcast, and also let you know about a fantastic, amazing, everything-in-one woman that held it down and made me the diehard, amazing, comedic, dancing his ass off super funny brighten up a room with a smile always trying to be cool but at the same time thuggish ruggish nigga who will get at you like nobody's business dude i am today my dad played his part my family in the streets played their part private school public school played his part but my mom everything i am everything i do every pinnacle i hit and then surpass to the next level to get to that point will be for her will be because of her will be in her name and mom i love you and i just hope that i make it to the top while you're still here so i can you know just attempt to try and gift you with all the gifts you've given me my entire life because that's the goal of this podcast ladies and gentlemen the goal of this podcast is to have enough love support money all that to where not just the hood not just the family not the community not my kids but my mom because i'll go to work i'll get a nine to five take care of myself and my kids whatever but this podcast is actually trying to go somewhere and make it and get to the top is to show my mom 
that you raised me the right way you did everything the right way even when it seemed wrong you did it and not only did I make it but I prospered I flourished and now I got you now I can take care of you you know and that's the goal mom pick out a car not my wife not my girl not my kids mom pick out a car mom pick out a house yo mom here's this diamond neck this is for you so with that being said, I'm going to wrap this one up. It's your boy, Big Dave. This is Word Around Town. Colleen, you are truly one of the most amazing women on this planet. And once I make it to the top, and as I make it to the top, I'm going to make sure to remind you every day. I love you, Mom. This is Word Around Town. It's your boy, Big Dave.